Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to The Undiluted Truth, uh, where we're doing an episode on pandemic vaccine and corruption exposed. In this episode, we're going to be getting into a video from The Stu Peters Show. Let's welcome in the host, Mike. Ben, how are you? I'm doing good. Thank you so much for that intro. And yes, we are going to be getting into a very current episode uh, today that, uh, of course, the the name of the Stu Peters was exposing mass murder. Mass murder. Uh, yeah, and and you know we can call it we can call this exposing corruption or, or whatever, but uh, this is this is really some deep deep stuff here with Stu Peters and more importantly, Doctor David Martin. I wanted to to just give a kudos to Stu Peters because he's one of those guys that is standing up and out uh, for truth. And anytime I think we have an opportunity to do that, because that's exactly what we want to do. There's so many followers of just what is thrown out at them, meaning that we are not standing up for truth. We're not tumbling rocks looking for truth. We are just, oh, they said it, so we have to line up and follow it. Stu is one of those guys that is right there with us. We could, you know... Soon we'll have some rock tumbler t-shirts and we can, uh, he'd be a guy that would wear one of those for sure. So nice. I like it quickly. Uh, Dr. David Martin is going to be the first voice you hear. Now this is really interesting. I don't think we've done this before. But, well, I guess we sort of have with the 1976, uh, uh, vaccine information information from the, but they amended from the, a number of patent filings from the swine flu. To- And as you heard that, that was Dr. David Martin uh, prematurely. (laughs) So, uh, but he is coming in, his voice you'll hear on the Stu Peters show. He's going to be the first voice you hear on another show briefly. And then Stu is going to get into his interview with Dr. David Martin. And Dr. David Martin is obviously an MD. He's also an attorney and his business is and has been for several years investigating patents, United States and worldwide. And this is just a different lane of looking at what has been happening over the last year and a half. And he's going to bring us up to date from way back. Well, without further ado, here we go. And we will be the videos will be rolling. We'll pause. It will expound, and uh, we'll get through as much as we can. But this is easily a two-parter. So, Ben, let's roll. All right. Specifically, make reference to an intentional or accidental release. De- I'm sorry, their term, deliberate release of coronavirus. So, in March, they amended four failed patent applications to begin the process of a coronavirus vaccine development. And they began dealing with a very significant problem that they had, which was they relied on technology that they did not own. Two Canadian companies, Arbutus Pharmaceuticals and Acuitas Pharmaceuticals, actually own the patent on the lipid nanoparticle envelope that's required to deliver the injection 
of the mRNA fragment. So that was Dr. David Martin in an explosive interview that by every defi- definition of the word has gone viral. My takeaway from that as a layperson, the people's bullhorn up here just investigating this stuff, reporting on it, going to the experts, was that this is absolutely open and shut. This is premeditated mass murder. Dr. David Martin joins us now. We appreciate your time. Is that an accurate assessment, do you think, Dr. Martin? Well, there's no question, because when you inject a known toxin, and we're going to get into this when we talk about the biological and chemical weapons uh, laws and treaties of the United States and the world, for that matter, um, when you inject a known toxin into a person, you are actually injecting an agent of death. That's what you're doing. And you cannot sit there and hide behind the diaphanous fig leaf of going, well, we're doing it in the public interest when you know, no, not have a hunch. You know that it is, in fact, lethal in many instances. Pfizer has even stated that they have an acceptable death rate. I don't know, Stu, do you have an acceptable death rate? Do, do, do you have something where you go, well, yeah, that's no, acceptable. No, I mean, of course not. And a lot of people say, well, there are risks with every vaccine. Yeah, it's, yeah but it's not a risk when you know that you are putting a, and get this very carefully, because this is where the RNA story falls apart. People think that somehow or another, a piece of SARS coronavirus was turned into a vaccine. That is not true. A computer-simulated, synthetic, chimeric, computer-generated code uploaded by the Chinese in January was given to Moderna to put into an injection so that your cells, in the case of the RNA vaccines, so that your cells would produce the S1 spike protein synthesis, not the actual virus. Okay. Wow. We're going to stop it briefly right there. So, <laughs> so first of all, you know, I, I, I like what he says when he says that, you know, when a known toxin is injected, you're pretty much injecting, I think he used the term, an angel of death or an injection of death, yeah. pretty much. Yeah. It's known. It's not a risk. It, well, exactly. I mean, yeah. a, a risk assessment is, you know, yeah. I mean, I mean, automobile manufacturers, to bring up you know, something from before, you know, they have risk assessments. And so when it gets, quote, bad enough, they do recalls. Um. And now you could try to find out if that's based off of deaths necessarily or just how many of these incidences happened, not necessarily deaths. But, yeah, an acceptable death rate. Yes. I mean, yeah, yeah. I I like the way he posed that to Stu. I don't know, Stu. (laughs) Do you have an acceptable death rate? The uh, zero, yeah, zero is the yeah, acceptable. It, it, I mean, sure, you obviously, know? we're probably not going to get there on most things yeah. that we try, but I mean, sure. zero would be the quote acceptable. Yeah, we're not going into war oh, my here. Goodness, this is this is being injected uh, in, into innocent people now. Yeah, I'm sure it, as they go into war, they might go, Well, we hope we don't lose any more than X or, or Y, but this is not that. We're not right. going into war here. Yeah. And, and just like, by, like back in the swine flu one, it's like people line up, Oh, please take this. It's safe. It's free. I mean, it's easy. 
you know. Yeah, yeah. Oh boy. Yeah. Okay. So, and one more point before we continue on. When he's talking about this, uh, I thought it was extremely important that this so-called vaccine, and you'll hear Dr. Martin is is not calling it a vaccine, right? Because there's definitions that qualify for the definition vaccine, and this one does not meet that criteria. Okay. So we were not made to produce a spike protein. Our bodies were not made to do that, okay. but that is what this nano envelope that is distributing this synthetic chimeric code into us to cause our bodies to make this protein and he's going to get into this a little bit deeper okay. but i think just right up front that's what people need to understand hmm. there's no part of that virus that has been injected into this or, or i should say put into the vaccine to inject human beings with so right. that's that's what you need to understand number one this is all synthetic all man-made well, the other interesting thing is they they said it came from China, the the quote the, the, vaccine or or the, the code yeah code yes. came also yeah. from China. The technology yeah. that was put into this, and that's in in some ways yeah. it's hard to understand. But believe me, as we get going, we will be pausing this uh, <laughs> periodically just oh because this is this is heavy. So here we go back to uh, Doctor David Martin the way we used to do vaccines. This was a computer code uploaded by the Chinese into U.S. manufacturing to inject a pathogen stimulant into the American population. Let's get really, really clear. Yeah, we have to because the interview that you recently did was very yeah. technical. Yeah. Um, and hey, I mean, I watched it. I took away with it what I did, and a yep. lot of people yep. took away from it other things. But here today, I just really want to get clear yeah. to everybody who has any questions whatsoever. This was pre-planned. Yes. There are patents dating from what you have discovered all the way back to 2002. Yep. At minimum. Yep. This is a planned genocide. I mean, there's just yeah. really and, and, no and two so, ways about it. So let's, let's take this out of the risk of hyperbole. And let's give it to you in the criminal's own words. Yeah. Right now, remember that the person I'm going to now quote is the veterinarian, not physician, veterinarian, who was responsible on February 6th and February 7th of 2020 to control the message that this pathogen came from a, a bat somewhere in China. Right. This, this is a yeah. story. And we have in Fauci's emails now, we have on February 6th and on February 7th, Peter Daszak on the record stating that we need a cover story that distances him and the Chinese from this particular pathogen. And that's in public records. That's not my opinion. But let's listen to his words in 2015, shall we? Because this is the criminal indicting himself yeah we need to increase public understanding of the need for medical countermeasures such as a pan coronavirus vaccine 
A key driver is the media, and the economics will follow the hype. We need to use that hype to our advantage to get to the real issues. Investors will respond if they see profit at the end of the process. Now, Stu, I'm not going out on a limb. Those are That's not words. a public health statement. That is a mercenary. That is a mercenary of death. For profit. Death for profit. Oh, and, and what is he say? Okay, quick, quick pause here. Yeah, sorry for that. Sorry no, for that. I, no. I I just wanted to make a comment. I mean, it when when it first happened, um, and I don't know if we've talked about this privately before, but I personally thought in the back of my mind it was planned. It, it, that's it, one of the things I first thought of, and I'm thinking if you can control a pandemic, right? Then if I'm wanting to make money, right, i.e. masks, okay, then I can put all my money into masks knowing that people are going to need them. And then here's the pandemic. Oh, you got to buy my masks. Here's all the masks. There you go. Big spike in production, big boost in, you know, my pocket and okay. On to the next pandemic. You know, if you can always plan the pandemic, you can make a bunch of money. It's like, so to me, it's like half the time. I wonder if the billionaires and stuff are planning these quote, things anyway to profit off of it because if if you know what's going to happen right it's like rigging the stock market if i know what's going to happen i can jump on make a bunch of money and get out yeah yeah you're right you're right on it on it ben and even more than that if you jack the numbers up if you if you kind of uh, uh um up the ante if you will you you might be after money in masks but you know what mm-hmm. I'm a big investor. I'm uh, gonna I'm gonna invest in these vaccines. Well, yeah. I'm too, you know, you right? you might you might be selling masks for ninety nine cents a piece and want to sell, you know, uh, two billion of them, but yeah. And I, gloves and all these other yeah. I I I want to I, I I want about six billion vaccines uh you know at a, at a high cost mm-hmm. you know that, that's my investment but if you hear yeah. what what was said by this you know of course what stands out like a sore thumb this peter da- uh, dashik is a veterinarian he's yeah. gonna he's gonna hone in on that a little bit as as why there's a veterinarian involved okay uh here briefly but a couple of things he he said it, well, that he he read that statement, and 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 I'm paraphrasing obviously because I don't have the statement right in front of me. Just, right. just heard it, but they want some involvement from the media. They need mm-hmm. yeah. the media to kind of push it, pu- push, and then economy will follow. Right? Yeah, yeah, pu- yeah, yeah. Push, push, push this out. Mm-hmm. They they also are looking for. A, uh, uh, I guess a, a hype, and he mentions that the, the, uh, what, what did he say? The, the, the investors would follow. Yeah, uh, well, they're they're gonna the hype, jump on the hype, or yeah, I mean, but, and what is the hype in terms of? I mean, it's fear. Well, well, that was it. So, much, yeah. so you have that, you have the hype, and and of course, it, what was mentioned was a was a pan 
and they're using PAN as a number as a worldwide uh, uh, vaccine. Right. They're, they're, yeah. they're wanting to push a PAN vaccine. Mm-hmm. So you have all of those critical things mentioned in, of course, right at the very end was investors would follow. And, and well, real quickly, and I don't know if he's going to get to this or if, it, if we're going to get to it in some other thing, but what just came into my head is uh, from what little research I've done, and I already brought up billionaires, um, there's, and we're talking about planned murder or whatever, uh, there's, at least from what I've read, and again, I haven't checked these, quote, facts, but I've seen some things. Somebody who uh, is the owner of Windows yes. has invested in these uh, vaccines over in China. Well, sure. From yeah. what I had, yeah. I had read, and, and I haven't yeah. verified, but I mean, and that person, uh, people know who I'm talking about, yeah. but that person has also been linked to statements of uh, reducing population. Yeah. Well, let's just be so, clear. This this first vaccine, this chimeric, this synthetic nano envelope with this code in it was mm-hmm. was delivered and purchased to or from, I should say, Moderna, who is owned pretty much by that individual you're talking about. Oh, that was purchased from, I thought they, which one was Pfizer then? Because they said Pfizer, they said that the code was given to Pfizer, the Chinese code, the computer generated code was given to Pfizer. You'll, you'll hear, you'll hear here in a second how, how how Moderna plays into this. Okay, fair enough. All right. Um, Anyway, uh, let's, let's get going here. Say investors will respond if they see profit at the end of the process. So this let's, let's identify Anthony those investors. Guy. Okay, so let's identify those investors. Who specifically is he talking about? Well, listen, he's talking about the investors in Moderna, in Pfizer, and in NIAID and CDC. Remember that NIAID and CDC, as much as we pretend these are public organizations and public institutions, they are what we call regulatory capture. They are the front. Think of them as the R&D shop for the Modernas and for the Pfizer's and for the AstraZeneca's and and for the Johnson and Johnson's. And the fact of the matter is these companies going back to 1990, remember the first S1 spike protein vaccine, the first one was issued to Pfizer in 1990. We are being told this is some sort of new thing, new response, new pathogen, new whatever else. No, it isn't. Pfizer patented the first, in this case, canine S1 spike protein coronavirus vaccine in 1990. Okay, no bones about it. That's just pretty straight talk. So with with that information, you know, as we listen to the rest of this going forward, we need to swallow that big pill and go, wait a minute, this was not a novel virus. Spike protein. Mm-hmm was around since 1990 because they ran a patent on it through the canine. Right. So it, the spike protein that Pfizer had back in 1990, mm-hmm. and, and, and you think, why did Pfizer have, I mean, we, we, if you know a little bit about Pfizer, they've never been involved in any kind of vac- you know, vaccines or anything of that nature. So we need to look at this as 
this, it, D- David was very clear. For 1990, spike mm-hmm. protein, yeah. ki- kind of off the shelf. Uh, more to come. Here we go. And we have, without question, the architect of this scam on record in 2015 stating that a key driver is the media and economics will follow the hype. That is collusion. That is racketeering. And that is under the Patriot Act, Section 802 of the Patriot Act. That is domestic terrorism. Violation of U.S. law, the injection of a bioweapon, according to U.S. code. Yep. So this says prohibitions with respect to biological weapons. A, in general, whoever knowingly develops, produces, stockpiles, transfers, acquires, retains, or possesses any biological agent, toxin, or delivery system for use as a weapon or knowingly assists a foreign state, China. There you go. And and read that part again. Or knowingly assists a foreign uh, state. China. Uh, or any organization to do so, or attempts, yeah. threatens, or conspires to do the same, shall be fined under this title or imprisoned for life or any Correct. term of years or both. Correct. Uh, so what is keeping Anthony Fauci, what is keeping, what, what, what is keeping these people free? The Why U.S. The- Department of Justice. Mm-hmm. The U.S. Department of Justice has failed the American people and has had this information since April of 2020, all of the information I'm sharing with you, and they have sat on it and done nothing. This has gone to U.S. attorneys. This has gone to the Department of Justice. I sent this in April of 2020. I sent this to the Office of the Inspector General of the Department of Health and Human Services, and not a single law enforcement entity in the United States has taken this seriously, not one. Can, can you speculate why that might be? Well, it's not a speculation. It's very clearly the situation where they have been ordered not to. Because. Okay. It, it's, hard to, it's hard to continue here because that's a yeah. bomb. Wow. That's a, that's a neutron bomb right there. <laughs> he has given all of this information mm-hmm. to the Justice Department. I think he said even the Homeland Security, all of the law enforcement. I mean, you know, everybody, the FBI, everybody has seen this. And he's going to expound a little bit further. But the bottom line is they've, his words, they've sat on this. They have sat on this information, Ben. And, mm-hmm. you know, I, I think this is where the frustration with a lot of us lies, because we know as we're turning over these rocks, we're finding all kinds of malfeasance and we're finding all kinds of... Uh, things such as uh, treatments that were out there all along mm-hmm. uh, with this virus and, and not given and not able to give it. We're right. finding out people that have have things that are that are out there to help the human being and, and people that are sick and ill, and they are being shut down and mm-hmm. all of the, the information. And now here's a man that carries a lot of weight. He is connected. His He has worked for and around with the uh, with the federal government. Yeah. And here he is. And once again, this is not political. You know, this is this is all inclusive. Mm-hmm. I can tell you, he says no one. When you throw this out there and no one is standing up. Now the 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 thing that jumps out to me is that they have been told 
to sit on it mm-hmm. or not to pursue it. I think right, good right. question by Stu Peters. David, why do you think that is? Why do we think that is? You know, what are some reasons that the highest law enforcement and and the people that should be delivering justice on on people that break the law, why right. are they telling people to sit on information that can expose people for let's face it for mass murder yeah well i mean because this was he said april of last year that he gave the doj and other and it was obviously out in courtrooms after that but i mean that just makes me wonder because the the quote vaccines weren't out at that point they came late in the year in december or early 2021 so it makes you wonder at what point did those vaccine companies get their immunity? Because as, as we know from some other places, all three of those companies, right? There's three of them. Yeah. Johnson Johnson, Moderna and Pfizer. And, and, and I was, believe all three of them have, well, there was actually one more AstraZeneca. So there was four okay, well, I, I AstraZeneca, I think got shut down just were, were so poor. They, they were shut oh, down. Well, I, I had never heard of that one, Yeah, but at least the other three have immunity against any repercussions. So that immunity started, there was two rounds of it. So that immunity came first under an emergency uh, act. Right. Very close. If you, if you, if you kind of think about our episode uh, that we did in 1976 with the swine mm-hmm. flu. Right. Exactly. Not long after the, all of those lawsuits were settled and that took years but in 1981 or 82, I can't remember, 81 or 82, uh-huh. that's when the first act went through that kind of uh, uh, let them off the hook. And forgive me, I can't think of that particular okay. act, but it was, it was in 1981 or 82 that they were given immunity, basically, of any uh, wrongdoing. Okay. Uh, of the vaccine. So any adverse effects, they would be, you couldn't sue them. They, they'd be totally protected, totally guarded. Didn't, they, did a, they did another one under Trump. Okay, because I was campaign. like, don't they have to do one each vaccine that I, they do to make sure that I, I don't, they're covered I don't, or something? I don't think so. They just, okay, that, I, yeah. that was a blanket one, but they did okay. they did do another one right, for right. this before this came out and it was any company so they they've all got immunity when it comes to you know any lawsuits or anything of that nature so folks forgive us because this is this is kind of a dry run for us we're we're watching this and um any other information we will we will surely get you but uh anyway uh i i think we're just about wrapping up this first part yeah we're running out of time here yes Uh, yes we're out of time well doesn't take long so (laughs) in uh, in this the world being subjected to a bioweapon this is this is heavy stuff so we don't want to rush right. through it and we want to really kind of chew this up if you will and speaking mm-hmm. of chewing david dr david Wright is not a guy that chooses cabbage twice he <laughs> he will come straight at you and you really need to pay attention and we're not trying to confuse what he's saying is just kind of expound on what he's saying but it looks like now that, and, you know, for a better term, the gig is up, but mm-hmm. where does that leave us? You know, uh, 
Ben, I, I think I, I look at a scriptural reference in how, and, and I, I think of the, the spies that went out to spy out Canaan. And when they came back, there was only two guys. There was 12 spies, and was that right? Mm-hmm. Right. And, and there was two guys that, uh, I see you cocking yeah, yeah, eyes, but, but I'm trying to remember. My yeah, there was, see, and, and I'm going, was there, but there was 10 or 12, and, and God for, forgive me for that. I will have that correction, but what we'll the, the more important right. thing is the two guys, Joshua and Caleb, were the ones that came back. I did have the names right in my head. Okay. Yeah, they, they're the ones that came back with a different report. Right. They came back and had nothing but great things to, to say about what they saw. Mm-hmm. And they said, we can, we, can, we can take this land. You know, this is a, what, our, what was promised to us. God has given us this, and we can take it. Right. The rest of these people were dead set against it. Mm-hmm. They apparently saw something different. They sifted the information different or whatever it was. And before it was all said and done, when they got back, they proposed to Moses that those two guys be killed. Mm-hmm. You know, that's yeah. sort of what this reminds me of, of what is going on. You know, you've got a lot of people that just are not seeing things for what they are. I, I don't know how you get around what we're hearing any other way, and but you've got to compare it to other mm-hmm. reports, other facts, other resources. Right. But God forbid that we don't see things and have the discernment that we need to have now. Right. This is getting this is getting serious. So before we close, let's let's go make an appeal uh, to our Father in heaven, Ben. All right. Dear Father in heaven, Lord Lord, we ask for that clear discernment. We ask not just for us, but our listeners, that you give us the eyes of Caleb and Joshua, that we will see things through a heavenly lens, that we will see things as Jesus sees them. Amen. And Lord, we, we ask that you continue to guard and protect those people standing up like Dr. David Wright, like Stu Peters, protect them and, and, and guard them against any kind of infiltration from the enemy that will disrupt, disturb, and may they continue to do your work. We thank you for them. We thank you for the messages that we're hearing. But Lord, it's it's not easy to hear. So we pray for your peace, your strength, and your comfort on us and, and those that are listening in. And we thank you for this opportunity to deliver these messages And we ask and pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. I just wanted to let our listeners know that um, if you haven't figured it out by now, we're trying to release uh, twice a week, Tuesdays and Thursdays. So be looking for this next part come Thursday. And may the intent of all your thoughts be pure. God bless. (laughs) 